Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks. Almost stop staring at me. <laughs> Do it. Come on. Don't give me I'm the side eye. <laughs> Welcome to After Work Drinks, a weekly podcast with two journalists and best friends. Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill debrief over the week that was over a bottle of red wine. Do we keep that? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was oh. a good one. I know. I was actually like, I'm just going to stare at Izzy and see if it has an effect. And within like one second, you're like, stop doing it. Okay. How's it going? It's good. It's very muggy here today. Mm. It's fucking disgusting, to be honest. <laughs> this morning when I walked to work, I was like literally just drenched in sweat. Yeah. So I caught a cab um, and had to wait for it for like an hour. And then I was... Oh, this morning? Yeah. It was horrible. And then I was like rushing doing my makeup in the back of the cab and it was swerving oh. everywhere and it was just a nightmare. It's very like New York minute mm. sort of vibe. Uh, less... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Movie star-esque. How's it going? Good. Um, I'm going to tell you some things that went on this week. Okay. One, I watched The Sinner season two. I I don't like the sinner. Um, why? I just didn't buy it. Everyone was like the sinner, and then I watched it, and I was like, "This is dumb." The guy with the nails is weird. I hated the nail fetish. You don't have that in season two. Okay, yeah. I was just like, okay. I think everyone was obsessed with season one because Jessica Biel is just hot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But she's not in season two. Ah, mm. she's the executive producer. Interesting. So I was kind of less into it because I just wanted to watch her. Mm-hmm. But it's really good and it's about cults. And you oh, know how cool. I have an affiliation with cults. Yes. Not like an actual affiliation, <laughs> like a personal affiliation. My boyfriend was born in a cult. Yes. I love that story, but... That's for another time. for another time. <laughs> when we break up. <laughs> hmm. um, so how is season two? Good. I really liked it. I yeah. thought I liked it more than I liked season one. But when I wrote that... And published it. A lot of people said, "No, I was wrong." So, really? Oh, you had a knows? polarizing article this mm. week. Mm. <laughs> Everyone was just like, "Wrong." I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." We'll get back got in my you, box. Got now. you clicking, didn't I? Fuckwits. <laughs> um, and I just started listening to. I know I'm about a billion years too late, but I just started listening to. My dad wrote a porno. It's very funny. It's so funny. So funny. So I'd known it was funny for ages, but you know when someone just tells you something's good and you're like, yeah. you just put it on the backlog and think you'll do it one day? Yeah. So then my boss was like, you have to listen to it. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, no, 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 now. 
So she was just like, stop working, stop, stop everything working. you're doing, put it in. And then so I had the headphones in and they were just, two of my workmates were just watching as I listened. <laughs> and then I'd just start giggling and they'd start giggling. Um, it's really funny. It's really funny. But it gets, uh, there's like something like three seasons or something ridiculous. Four now. It, it gets quite tired. Like I think it's, mm. I, I remember getting up to season like three and I was just like, okay. Same old. You know, like, and mm. I, I kind of think that like, I think that maybe the dad starts writing them after the show's taken off. No, so, then so like the pressure. Apparently, um, my workmate Hannah said he's written more. So he'd already written four, uh, but now he's written more since the since the right. show's come out. But they're not going to do yeah. podcasts on them. Yeah, right. Yeah, it just got a bit. I, I'm like, the first season is great. How many books can you read of your dad writing pornos? And it's just very like repetitive mm. at a certain point. Can I? It's like, yes, this is crazy. I feel like we should put in like a tiny bit from the first episode because yes. it's so funny. Okay, I'm going to put it in here. <laughs> This podcast is going to be pretty simple. It's basically going to be me and you two. And I'm going to be reading a chapter a week of my dad's porno novel. What's it called? Well, do you want the full title? Yes. Because <laughs> it is called Belinda Blinked. Belinda Blinked? Belinda Blinked. Is that her name? Belinda's her name. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sexy name, isn't it? I think Dinner Lady. And then I think, <laughs> what's she going to do? What's she going to serve up this sexy dinner lady? I don't know whether he's confused winking and blinking, because blinking isn't the most sexy. No, that makes me think, like, ophthalmic it's issue. It's very alluring, isn't it? <laughs> to, to, I think cataract. To blink at someone. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe just because of the alliteration, he wanted it to be B. So he and, then, and there's no other and word winked. that begins with B. So blinked. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. Yeah. Uh, what's been happening with you? <laughs> Um, so I feel like I've had a very like heavy duty week of stuff. There's been a lot going on in the world. Me and Zach, I haven't told you the story yet. Me and Zach went to go see Michael Moore's new documentary and it's called Fahrenheit 11-9. Cause you know how his last one was Fahrenheit 9-11 <laughs> and it's cause very Trump clever. was elected on the 11th, of, oh. the 9th of November or whatever. Um, and it was quite good, but we went on 9pm on Sunday night in Newtown and the only other two people in the cinema was this old couple. And they literally just talked from, like, just the entire way through. Like, they just, took, like, like, just talked. It was just insane. Like, just had a full-on conversation. <laughs> Could you hear them? Like, hear what oh they were God, saying? Oh, my God, yeah. Like, fully, like, like not loud, but mm. we, we were, like, seven rows apart. So it was just us and them talking and us trying to watch the movie. And I'm really, really, really bad with confrontation. And I knew they were old, so I felt bad. And, like... At first, I knew I was just being, like, annoying. Like, I was like, just breathe. It's fine. It's fine. And then after, like, 10 minutes, after 20 minutes, after 30 minutes, like, they just kept chatting. And I was like, this is just such a nightmare. And then I was And you just, couldn't even probably focus on the film. I couldn't even focus on the movie. And then I was getting, like, so flustered. Like, I was just, like, heavily breathing and, like, mm-hmm. recrossing my legs. <laughs> and Zach was like, do you want me to say something? And I was like, what would we even say? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> and then Zach, after long enough, he's like, okay, this is starting to piss me off now. And he was like, excuse me, excuse me, can you please stop talking? And they just didn't respond. And he was like, okay. So we just – well just sat in silence and they didn't talk for like five minutes and then they just kept they started again what five minutes later it was just so 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 bizarre outrageous so we left halfway through no that's it sucked and then on the way out zach like turned to them and was just like what is up with you guys like and they just looked really shocked and then we just left what? It was so weird. It was like the weirdest experience of my life. I was like, were they, were they deaf and they didn't hear us? Mm, or like... Well, they can talk. Yeah. In a movie. Yeah. If they were deaf, at least yeah. they'd be not making noise because they're using hand signals. <laughs> yeah. Sign language. It was crazy. So I can't even tell you what the movie was like because I oh. barely watched it. It was so horrible. What a waste of money. It was just a waste of money, waste of my life. Mm. I just wanted to cry afterwards. Thank God we didn't come. When you said you were going to a movie, I was going to say. Yeah. We'll no. Come. Yeah, it was fucking annoying. Anyway, so that happened. Mm-hmm. And then I've been reading Clementine Ford's book. Is this a new one? Yes, this is a new one. So the first one was called Fight Like a Girl, mm. which I didn't read. This is called Boys Will Be Boys. Oh, yes. And the reason I liked this is because it's about how, like, feminism, it's, like, good for men as well because so often – like 
it punishes men who don't conform to this really strict idea of what a man should be like, you know, like if you're sensitive or if you're like, you know, sweet or not alpha or you're not like a jock or you're not aggressive, like you're also kind of punished. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that like undoing that will benefit everyone. So like I like that idea, but I do find Clementine Ford a bit like problematic yeah just like she's just so gnarly Mm. like she's just so fucking gnarly and there's just shit in this book where i'm just like that didn't happen like there's just like an anecdote where she's like me and my girlfriend were sitting in a bar and i was meeting her boyfriend for the first time and he just started listing off things women can do to not get raped and i was like that just didn't happen like well it might have happened you think he just like well not sat at a bar and just like started listing off things like like men are fucking nuts do you think that would actually happen? I've well, met so many guys who are dicks who have said like weird things. But if and they were on that things. topic, which they would have been because it's her, mm. he would have been like, "Well, you know how fucking the police when Euro Day Stixon got yeah. murdered were like, ah, oh, women just need to be careful." Yes. So he was probably just like, "Oh, but I that's just don't like, a like insinuated like a a, a a bad insinuation, like that's saying like don't walk home in the dark at night, and then it's insinuating that." if she hadn't but but like i'm just like no one just sits and makes a list i don't know (laughs) just the way she read it and she was like and then i said to him well if you think women should avoid rapists then women should never talk to you and that shut him up or something and i was just like i just don't believe that this exchange took place like Mm. you know zach showed me this facebook group and it's like that story didn't happen you know there's like things on the internet that are like Mm. i was in a line at a cake shop and the woman wouldn't serve a gay couple so i said you're not I'm not I don't know <laughs> yeah I get it. Again. you know what I mean those just dumb internet stories so you're just like that just didn't happen mm. anyway but apart from that there's a lot of good stuff in it I, I love all the information is really really interesting and I agree with she's a really good writer and I agree with a lot of what she says but she'll just write a really pertinent point and then be like, but I guess I'm just a fat, stupid lesbian. <laughs> Hashtag facepalm. And I'm just like, just write the book. Hashtag facepalm. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I just like, people put hashtags in. Yeah. Or like lols or like mm. little. Uh, Not necessary. No. But she, I, I have dog-eared a few pages because of stuff that I was like, holy shit. Including she did a whole thing on like the film industry and like representation in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And she said that on average in any like scene – so the Gina Davis Film Institute did this study and on average any scene with a crowd, usually it only has around 17% are women. Like just a yeah. average crowd scene in a movie, they'll usually be 17% women. But when you ask men how many women were in that scene, on average they say it was 50-50. And if you have 33% of women in a crowd, they'll say there were way more women than men in that crowd. What? Yeah. That's Isn't so that nuts. crazy? It's so nuts like that thing where like women just you know what i mean just like speak less when they like Mm. measure how much women speak in boardrooms or in classrooms or whatever like they just speak less but if you ask everyone in the room they'll say that they spoke equally anyway so that was crazy and then there was the whole jared hayne thing which like just ruined my life have you seen that do you know what that is because that's nrl yeah, well, I didn't know who he was, but I knew he was the creepy guy who'd already done that in the US, right? Yeah, so he had been – he was like a – Jared Hayne is like an Australian NRL um, player, very, very well-respected, successful player. He went to the US to play US football, which is like – they're not really the same. And he wasn't very successful over there. But he did get accused over there of sexually assaulting a girl, and the charges were – dropped because there was insufficient evidence but she's like suing him civilly now in the civil courts so there was a big cloud around him and sexual assault mm-hmm. and whatnot and then he came back to australia and started playing again um and on grand final night which was in september uh he allegedly very violently physically violently sexually assaulted a girl and he's turned himself into the police for it yeah and it came out today that he was biting her really hard oh. and like drawing blood and really hurting her jesus it's just like this is like i'm sorry but like why isn't it that someone being accused of rape in america isn't a disqualifying factor for them to come back and play again like i said to zach once we were watching the nrl and i was like what happened to that dude who got accused of like all that stuff in america 
and then came back and he was like that's him he's number 17 whatever oh like he was like literally yeah. on the screen i was like for god's sake and then yeah. you know and then this shit happens again even just being able to then just go back to normal life like he probably would have done it again anyway yeah but still getting paid a shit ton of money still representing your country yeah it's like just get in the bin I have a few facts off the back, <laughs> not, not anything to do with him, but just to lighten the mood a little bit. Did you know uh, that MSG... <laughs> eating MSG uh, increases anxiety. Really? Yeah. Really? So if you have Thai or some sort of Asian food on a hangover, that'll be why you're, you start feeling more anxious. Is there a specific reason that you're yeah. talking about this today? Well, yeah, <laughs> so I'm a little bit, I was a little bit hungover at work and I thought um, the best idea would be to order Thai Uber Eats to my office. You love I'm, a Thai, you love like a, I love a thai. hangover Thai. Mm. Or even just a sober Always. Thai. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's adding to your anxiety? Maybe. But then I, I was eating it and I while I was eating it, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel really anxious. <laughs> and my workmate was like, MSG makes you anxious. And I actually Googled it and it does. Oh, my MSG God. MSG elevates brain levels of glitamite. <laughs> glitamite. <laughs> me, this is me trying to do research for this podcast. <laughs> uh, You're like, I don't have any facts on of, film representation, but I can get you with MSG. Some sort of hormone that increases anxiety and stress. And another thing. A study came out that said, this is fact, fact of the day. Yeah. Uh, a study came out that said the single reason we're having less sex is because we're all stressed. Mm, I believe that. Yeah. 45% of people in a new BBC study said stress negatively impacted their sex life. 32% named physical health as the reason and 26% lin- listed mental health issues. And I have all three, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's why. There's no hope for you. There's no hope. Um, yeah, I do think that, like, in the 80s, people just didn't have very much on. Mm. Yeah, they <laughs> like, weren't doing that. Yeah, like, imagine imagine just never having a phone to check. Mm. Like, how many more hours in it? Well, we're going to get to that later. But, like, imagine how many extra hours in a day you just have and just how much, like, more relaxed you'd mm. be. And now the average, I think it's the average couple, has sex 1.5 times per week. Really? Hmm. There's also one big thing which I am sure you saw and loved as well this week, which is that – oh, maybe you told me about it, actually. I that, told you, yeah. Did, yeah, that um, Hayley Baldwin got caught liking a Selena Gomez fan account. Yeah. Hayley Bieber, sorry. They're officially married. Yeah. Congrats to the Biebers. Uh, that's going to last for five minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she – was obviously stalking a Selena Gomez fan account and then accidentally followed it and then quickly unfollowed it. <laughs> and then the worst idea of them all messaged the fan account and was like, followed you by accident, sorry. And then, so obviously the fan account just posted that. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I can just see, I feel very sorry for her because I, I can just see the moment. Like I get freaked out about accidentally liking or whatever stuff on mm. instagram and no one cares about me like imagine doing it when it's like those are the stakes yeah like justin bieber selena gomez and you like that's how big the stakes are like, they don't get much bigger than that <laughs> yeah, on no. instagram <laughs> why would you message i'm so obsessed with the fact that um when she was a kid she was like jelena forever was she yeah uh, there's all these tweets that she was sharing uh, being like i'm sorry but justin bieber and selena gomez are the dream couple and then like when they got engaged everyone was just tweeting them oh that's really cute yeah but one time i found this guy on instagram who i thought was hot yeah you just and found him I don't know. Mutual <laughs> friends or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. He just popped up. Yeah. And um, so I followed him just being an absolute creep. I think that's quite normal nowadays, but. Yeah, yeah. it was a while ago. And then he followed me back and I was like, yeah, I'm in. And then I realized like a day later that he was the boyfriend of a girl who I knew through work, just like uh. vaguely through work. I'd met her a few times. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't realize they were going out. I didn't even know they knew each other. I think it was like a fairly new romance. And they hadn't posted about each other on social media or anything. And I was like, ah. And then um, 
I was like recounting this story to a friend over brunch. And so I went into her Instagram where I'd finally found a photo of him. And I like barely knew her, but we did follow each other. Yeah. And I went back and then I just was on the photo of him and I just liked it. So I'm just this creepy girl. She oh barely knows. Went back three months, found a photo of her boyfriend and liked it. Oh my God. Did you immediately unlike it? No, because I freaked out. <gasps> and so I liked like a thousand of her photos. Oh my God. That's I just, so irrational. Uh, yeah, but I thought what's weirder, someone liking and unliking it and you seeing that. Yes, because then it looks like stalking. Them right. being, or that looks like you're creeping on their boyfriend. Or yeah. liking that photo and then liking like a – like six others and being like like i was like this is so cute on like a photo of her yes okay just, then it just kind of looks like yeah. you're like a weirdo i see the strategy yeah <laughs> oh god it Instagram. was stressful yeah i had one where when i was like 18 or 19 i broke up with a guy a guy broke up with me and then he started going out with this really cute girl like really soon afterwards like she was like super cute like one of those like really pretty cool girls with like blue mm-hmm. hair and I would just stalk her all the time. Like, because I was just like, it was just a combination of like, oh, sad. That this <laughs> is who you dumped me for, but also like, you're so sick. Like, I want to be like you. So mm. it was just like mm-hmm. bad. And yeah, I ended up liking one of her pictures from like. 2014. Like, yeah, like, like, like a year ago. Like, it was just so, so awful. Yeah, shouldn't message you or anything. No, I should message her like, hey, I didn't mean to do that. Hey, sorry. sorry so sorry. Yeah, but I mean, both of those are okay in the scheme of things. I can't think of anything I've oh, done. I've got a good one actually that's really embarrassing. When I was in high school, um, bit of a common theme here. <laughs> My high school boyfriend broke up with me for this like really, really, really pretty girl, and I was just like devastated. And it was when we just made the transition from MySpace to Facebook, mm-hmm. which makes me sound like a hundred years old, but. No, I just I didn't that. really get it yet. Like, you know, on MySpace, how a lot of things were still hidden. Like, you couldn't see certain things or yeah. whatever. And he put up a picture with her. And I was like, oh, I just, no. I literally commented on it, like, something like that blonde slut or something. Like, it was just, like, the <laughs> most embarrassing thing. And people from my high school started being like, Grace, like, take this down. <laughs> what did you think? I don't know. Like, I must have known. But, like, it just wasn't clicking that, like. You thought you were, like, sharing it to a friend or something like that. I thought I was just messaging it to him. Like just he would see it. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like a nightmare. Like I just, I'm so sure everyone I went to high school and like the girl would have seen it too because she would have been tagged in it. Like, like who is this fucking lunatic? It was really bad. I'm actually still thinking about messaging her sometimes to apologise. Even it's been like ten years, and she'll be like, "This is so weird." I'm so sorry. I've grown up into a feminist, and I can't believe I used that derogatory term. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, should we get into the topics? Into the big topics. The big meaty topics. Okay. And we've got the small topics out of the way, like <laughs> sexual abuse in sports stars <laughs> and representation yeah. of women. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about... Vloggers. Vloggers. <laughs> no. So there was a... Um, a couple of articles recently which have caught our attention. Um, one of them was Hadley Freeman's piece on The Guardian um, in which she sort of like questions whether influencers are really living their best lives. Um, and it's really funny the way she writes it. Yeah. And she's basically being like, you have on the one hand, you have someone saying they wake up at 4am, don't get any more than four hours sleep and have like a super productive day. And on the other hand, you have people saying that they need eight hours per sleep per night and drink green smoothies every morning and do yoga for two hours a day. Yes. And she was like, A, I don't know who the fuck to believe. And yeah, B, yeah. neither of these sound like they're actually happening. Yes, or even sound like that good. No, or fun. I feel like there's been this really amazing backlash to the, like, blogger living your best life lifestyle that I'm really obsessed with because, like, I feel like at the heart of that piece it's being, like, is waking up like because the, the piece talks about how it's like very common now to do like 24 hours like that's the kind of thing yeah right? like it's very common to be like a day in the life a day in the life um what's your morning routine minute by minute step by mm. step what you do in a day and then we obsess over that because we're like if i find out exactly what they do in a day i can be that person. mirror that and then yeah, therefore i'll be successful and attractive and i love hearing about it I fucking, i'll always read those things the morning routines of people oh like mm. try a day in the life 
Mm. Like, yeah, same, the actually. The cut has one that's like, get how I get shit done. Like, I read every single one I see. Mm. But the... Yeah. But then Leandra Medine of The Man of Hella just did a piece where she said that she goes to bed at, what, 8.30 every night. Yeah, and she said she only socialises between the hours of 5 and 7pm. Yeah. And so it's like you have these Instagram curated lives where it looks like everyone's having so much fun and doing so many things and at so many fun things, but then everyone's like in bed at 8.30 to get beauty sleep to wake up to then do these shoots. Yes. Or look nice. Like we went to an event last night and it was a red carpet event and we were both home by – I was home in bed, showered at 10 p.m. eating Uber Eats. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like – we're going to get into the phone thing later and I feel like it is kind of boring to go on about like everyone presents a better life than they have on social media like yes that's obvious but it's also like our ideal of what a good life is now or an aspirational life isn't actually that good in real life yeah I mean like the idea that you wake up at 6am and meditate for half an hour then go to the gym for 90 minutes and then have an infrared sauna and then get to the office at 8 30 and then only eat like steamed greens and like protein Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And then, you know, doing like hour walk on the way home, meditate before bed and have an Epsom salts bath and get into bed at 9:30. You know, like that's like the the goal now. Like that's goals that's what everyone's trying to be like in these 24 hours but it's like that would be a very enjoyable life I feel like that would make me feel relaxed for one day <laughs> for one day yeah but it's like that's what she's saying in this piece she's like life is lived in the like sloppiness of like you know yeah I had to get no an two Uber here because I was same. rushing even though I started work at 7am I was like jumped in an Uber had to go home because I forgot my laptop got back in the Uber rushed here yeah like it just sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah, and it's also just like you don't like. I need more wine. I know. I just don't. I I I like that people are starting to question this idea that being the paragon of health and wellness and self care and not drinking and having a really limited amount of sugar and that that's like a. Like a, a ticket into having into being a happier person or having a better life or whatever. Like I understand that we're always trying to do like betterment and self improvement and whatnot, but I'm like, it's actually quite radical nowadays to say I actually just like my life as it is. I like it being messy and imperfect and having different sleep routines every night. And I like that some nights I go out with my friends and drink too much red wine, or that other nights I like, you know, get into bed at eight p.m. because I'm physically exhausted and that you know, like I just. Mm. I, 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 that was like my takeaway from it, that we need to move away from this really unit, unitized minute by minute. Obsession. Perfect life obsession. Yeah, because she, Leandra Medine, says in this, if I can get at least, oh, wait. After my daughter's go to bed at 7 p.m., I'll take a shower, wrap up sending some emails, then I'm in bed by 8.15 to 8.30 p.m. I read a little something, scroll through Instagram, or watch a half an hour of television, then I'll be asleep by 9.30. Who could be asleep by 9.30? Oh, my God. It's insane. That's so early. But it's, I guess she has two, like, young children. I wonder yeah. what it was like before that. I know. But even her saying, like, I socialize between the hours of 5 and 7, it's like, in theory, that sounds like a nice thing to do. But what if you're half an hour late to dinner? And in reality, like, imagine if we went to dinner and we're having a really fun time. And I was like, it's seven. I have to leave. Mm. Like when um, sometimes my uh, headspace thing goes on and it's like, it's time for bed at 10 p.m. when I'm just like really drunk and out <laughs> at dinner. You're like, shut up, headspace. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's this thing where it became like self-betterment 
and improving yourself became the goal for so long and like let's what are all these different ways we can help people be better versions of themselves and like the best version of yourself and I feel like there's being a very slow revolt against that where people are like actually maybe I'm just fine as I am mm. maybe I'm just fine with like that extra maybe we need to three all kilos and like you know like we've talked a lot about how we know through work it takes like 80% effort to look 15% hotter mm. right is that mm-hmm. how you feel like I'm just like I have an idealized body where I have a flat stomach and t- like you know super toned arms and perfect skin and my hair's amazing every day but like that would require so much more effort from me yeah to look just a bit a tiny nicer. bit better yeah Mm. there's nothing that's going to radically transform this at this point. Like, you know what I, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I might like I could put up a good Instagram picture where my stomach looks ripped, but that's just not enough of a motivation to, you know, do it, not eat Mary's now and again, or never drink wine for the rest of my life. I know. And even the girls who do it for a career mm. don't want to, mm. you know, well, you're just a Victoria's Secret. Like those girls are already some of the most beautiful women in the world. Mm. In their yeah, early already 20s. genetically blessed yeah. and wake up. Like they they are just beautiful, beautiful women. They still have to work out three hours a day and eat so healthy and not drink and not go out. Yeah, and I remember like reading a thing with one of the Victoria's Secret angels and it's like keep in mind that she's a millionaire, is 24 years old, has a really good-looking boyfriend, like literally has everything going for her and she was basically just like, you know – when you drink, you want to eat bad food. And I can't eat bad food, so I just don't drink. You know what I mean? Like, she just won't go out and, like, have a, like a, a night a wine out. wine with friends, yeah. Because, like, yeah, she just won't risk going out to a club or going and having, like, a party night because she doesn't want to get to two in the morning and want to eat a kebab. And it's like, Man, is I'm... that really aspirate? Like, is that really what we aspire to? Like, I don't know. I kind of do wish I had that self-control. <laughs> <laughs> But I want dumplings after this, do you? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I just, it, there's an element of taking yourself a bit seriously mm. tucked away in there. Yeah. Like saying I'm only going to socialise in this two-hour period. Like I, I get like making boundaries and sticking to them. And obviously it's completely different if you have children. I don't want to weigh in on that. But it's like, you know, it sounds very Leandra Medine that she would do that even if she didn't have kids. I know. Like, she's yeah. just so gnarly. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's that's not fun. No. If every time I saw you, I knew it had to be like to the dot. From five seven. to seven. Yeah, I, like, I would feel stressed. Yeah, we just wouldn't hang out. No. Um, yeah, I love Hadley Freeman. So one bit that was like, it's, it's such a funny piece. But she was just like, Business Insider published a routine diary of a 20-something HSBC executive called Melania Edwards in California who turned out to be such living such a perfect life that some doubted either she or... Or her life existed at all. Edwards wakes up at 5.30am, lazy bones, to meditate, play tennis and drink green sludge <laughs> breakfast and catch up with friends across Europe, Asia and the US. Who has friends that they need to catch up with at 5.30 in the morning, all the different I literally continents? don't even call my own family most of the Neither. time. Like. My mum messaged me the other day and was like, are you alive? And that happens quite often because I just forget. You know. Um, yeah, and then she said... In her spare time, she tries to give back. um, And in the evenings, she works to help women in Papua New Guinea. (laughs) Sadly for Papua New Guinea, ever since the article was published, Edwards has been forced to spend her free time giving interviews to sceptical publications in which she insists I am a real person. Yeah, that's that's such a perfect example. That's like the 24 hours on crack. Because the thing is as well, if you asked me, my dream is always for people to ask me about myself in like a professional (laughs) format. And if someone asked me what my 24 hours was, what I would give them back would just be such bullshit. Yeah, you'd just lie. You'd it would just like be like something I did like once. one day once. Yeah. It would be like, I wake up and stretch and dry body brush and then I blah, blah, and I do a seven-step skincare routine. And then dry I have body a blah, brush? Blah. I actually do dry body what brush. What is that? It's like, a, like, it's like a brush and you Exfoliate. brush your body with it, but it's like a dry brush. And it's meant to get all the blood circulating. It makes me feel really invigorated when I use it. So I use it. What? Miranda Kerr told me to. I've never heard that. Yeah. So you just brush it around and it's not to exfoliate or get skin off or anything. It kind of does, but it's it's to get the blood flowing. Because sometimes I come out of the shower and my legs are just blue. 
<laughs> okay, that doesn't happen to me. It's so weird. Mm. And then I and then I like panic that I've that you need to dry body brush. Yeah, or that like I'm, they're gonna have to get cut off or something. Ah, okay. <laughs> so this will stop it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you, you know what I mean. Like I'm like that happens maybe once a week. Yeah, and then I'd be like, and then I have a nutritious breakfast and blah blah. Then it's morning meetings, meetings, emails. Like you just write all this. You know, or like yeah, you I just make smoothie. things you do in your life sound more interesting in that format. I have a smoothie like once a week and I'd be like, I wake up, have a smoothie. Yeah. Even like my old boss did a 24 hours, I think, Ali. Mm. And I remember reading it and being like. That's not true. But yeah, I was just like, it, like what you just do every day, which I, like all of it was true. But I was like, it just sounds so impressive in this format where it was just like, we'll like sit and strategize for blah, blah. Or we'll like go into a meeting to discuss launching the new cover or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's what we did. But like, it just sounds so much better, like written down in this okay, way. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shall we thank you next? Yes. That's how we go on to ne- that's new how topics we're now. That's segue every single yeah. episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Second topic. We've been talking about this one for a while. Yeah. And now we're yeah. finally here. We've we, mentioned a few times we're going to do this. This is a second topic and we've run out of time. And now we finally have. But it's very evergreen mm. for a work phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to talk about phone addiction, which can maybe sound a bit boring. Boring or tired. But we don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just off the back of like, so the reason was screen time being added to our phones. Yes, exactly. Um, and actually my screen time is better than I thought it would be. Oh, mine's, sh- mine's shocking. Is it's it? yours, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's um, go. Let's, let's exchange. Right. So, fuck, how do you even find it on you your just phone? Just go slide left. What? Yeah, just slide, slide left, left on yeah. your phone. Yeah. Oh, no, mine doesn't come up there. Mm. Um, so, oh, yeah, got it. Oh, actually, I just saw yours and I feel like mine's the same as yours and I thought mine was really good. Okay, today, three hours and 36 minutes. Two hours and 25 minutes of that social networking. Okay. Which is only Instagram. Give me your phone. So mine, over the past seven days, my average for a week, it's three hours and 58 minutes. Four hours, yeah. Four hours. But I thought um, that wasn't that bad. I don't know why. I was just sort of like... That's a 24 hours for a spent... (laughs) Oh my god, yours is so crazy good. Is it? Last seven days, your average is one hour and thirteen minutes a day. Oh, do you know why that is? Why? Because do, do you know what I do on weekends? What? I just like lock my phone in a drawer. Oh, okay. So like me and Zach will go out for the whole day and I'll like I'd literally just leave it at home. Yeah, that was annoying on Sunday when I was trying to get all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I literally didn't even have my wallet. I know, I know, I noticed that yeah, when you, I came you home. Knew. I knew. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why it's cancelled out. But on an average, so this is a work day today. It's yeah. four hours. So it would be like zero hours Saturday, and it's zero four hours, hours Sunday. It's four hours already. Exactly. And it's only 6.50 p.m. Um, but this woman wrote an article for the Financial Times and hers is fucking crazy. This woman? Sorry. She's like my favourite person ever. <laughs> Really? Yeah, Joe Ellison. I'm like obsessed with her. Oh, I don't I wanna, know who she I is. I want to be like her. The Joe Ellison of Australia. Oh, yeah. Joe Ellison. Yeah. This woman. <laughs> You're like some this random woman. I'm like, how dare you? Some chick. No, but I was like, what, you want to be the Joe Ellison? She is on screen time up yep. to 20 hours a day on her phone. Up to 20 hours a day. That's what it says. That's in, like, I, when I read that, I was like, no. Because it always well, even awake that long why would she lie no no she obviously has but i'm just like it's just insane yeah it's just so so crazy and she's got like she's got like a 15 year old daughter she says that that a lot of it is her writing articles on her phone which i also find crazy i would never do that a girl was doing that at victoria's secret she wrote an entire article that was published in the next day's newspaper on her phone and sent it off by the end of the show while i was just like screaming out there's juju hadid she was like shut up and just typing furiously that's insane. Yeah, because yeah. she's because she writes for the Financial Times, so she would have to do newspaper deadlines. Yeah, so she she'd be doing a lot of that. But she was like, um, she said, uh, I might have brushed this aside as a result of an occupation that is largely undertaken in the back of a moving vehicle. Look at all those articles I've tapped out with my thumbs. I reasoned until the other great stinger was revealed. I spend an unholy amount of time on shopping apps and an average of around four to five hours a day on Instagram. 
four to five hours a day on Instagram. So my probably that's like a lot. So mine's two hours twenty today on, on social networking, and Instagram is the only social networking platform. I oh, sometimes I Facebook message you. Yeah, social networking. Mine's an hour today. So really? Not, so I've done double yours. And Instagram was only thirty three minutes today. 33 minutes. Mine's definitely <laughs> higher. I loved this. Uber bit. eats 11 minutes. 11. <laughs> <laughs> I spend an ungodly amount of money on Uber Eats, actually. So Uber Eats it. was 11 minutes and then messages was 12 minutes. So I spent like the same amount of time on Uber Eats as I did texting people. <laughs> um, I loved this bit in the article where she said that she spoke to um, a guy named Roger Kneebone. Kneebone. She calls him the wonderfully named Roger Kneebone. I love English people. Um, who's a surgical, like a, he's a professor of surgical education at the Imperial College in London. Um, and he said that he's noticed this next crop of um, surgeon students mm. don't have basic dexterity in their hands yeah that's so their, crazy. that's really crazy because he's like they're all smart as smart as you need to be to get in but he said that okay what's the exact phrase his students have become so enslaved by their various devices that they have lost the dexterity necessary to pour, to perform basic surgical tasks such as stitching or sewing up patients that's so scary that's really scary we're gonna get sick and then be fucked i know um, I'm really like it. I the thing that annoys me about social media is that I find myself on it, and then I'm like, what? Like, like it's, how did I it's, get it's, here? It's, a, it's literally a reflex. Mm. Like, if I'm at work and I'm doing a story, and I'm like, so I'm back in print now, and you know, I will spend a whole day on one story, and it's just so tedious. You know what I mean? You're going over and over mm. and over sentences over and over again, and it's just like, and. I, the amount of time just to procrastinate, I will just look. I'll just find myself just scrolling through Instagram on my phone. Or sometimes mm. I'll pick it up, and it's the same pictures as the last time I picked it up. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm just like, how did I even get here? Like it's just so worrying that my brain's not even having the cognitive steps to be like, you're bored of work. Here's a step you can do. Look at your phone. You might be inspired by image. It's literally just like, duh, duh, like yeah. monkey see, monkey do. Like, and it's crazy. um. I've read, I don't know if it was that same article or somewhere else, where a woman was like, I deleted them, those apps off my phone and I would find myself picking up my phone and going to tap on Instagram and then realising, because it's not there, only because it's not there, yeah. that she was like going to go and do that. I read another really good one on, um, I think it was US Vogue, about a woman who did like a 30-day digital detox in like Sri Lanka or something. And she was like, I kept doing really weird stuff in the first few days, like I'd, I just reflexively pull my hand up or like look at my leg or like, like, like she was like, I would Trying do stuff and I'd be phone. like, what am I doing? And it was just her brain, like being so used to intermittently checking something every 20 minutes that it would just like, look at like, it was just, she was like, it was just this phantom feeling of needing to grab something and check something. And she was like, it took literally a week, two weeks for my body to get out of that habit so i always 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 think i've lost my phone and i would like mm. check all my pockets and, and the feeling everywhere. is like a sickening i yeah. would be more scared of losing my phone than losing my wallet times oh a yeah thousand 100 i wouldn't even know how to wake up in the morning yeah another crazy thing is so this happened in december 2017 um a former facebook executive who had worked at facebook for i don't know i think five years mm. um and then he became the vice president of user growth and he eventually left and then he went to Stanford and did a speech and he was just he just was like full blown like no holds barred mm. talking smack mm. about where he used to work and he was like I would never use social media. I knew what we were doing to people and he was kinda like, I think all of us knew, but we didn't realise how bad it was gonna get. Um and I think he was like referring to the election. But then he goes, um he literally says that there's short-term dopamine driven feedback loops are what hooks us in and makes us addicted so they'd actually figured out ways he he's saying facebook had figured out ways to make people addicted mm. and he was like these little loops um that we have are destroying how society works and he said it's literally a point now where i think we've created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works this is truly where we are 
And he was like, I would encourage all of you as the future leaders of the world to really internalize how important this is. Um, and he was saying that things like swiping down on Instagram. Well, actually, I don't think he specifically said this, but I've read it elsewhere that swiping down on Instagram, that functionality was taken from the slot machines at the casino. Yes. And then the, so what he's talking about, about the dopamine driven feedback loops are like, you put up a photo so you think I might put up a photo, you put up that photo, you get the likes, you get people commenting, telling you you're pretty or saying how amazing that is. And that's the positive affirmations you need. And then you're all happy about that. And then that slows down. And so you go around the cycle again. Yes. I listened to a really good podcast with a guy called Tristan Harris on the Sam Harris podcast like a year ago. And he was talking about the same thing. He's a former Google exec and his background is a, philosophy student philosophy Mm. studier um and he was basically saying that that twitter facebook instagram all look to gambling machines for tips on how to keep users engaged and the exact same thing he was saying that um on twitter they have a it's something like a 0.3 second delay before you see your notifications and they could fix that but it's on purpose because you have the like oh Oh, that's how many I got. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they do the same thing on Fruities. So if you do a fruit machine, you know how it goes like, duh, and then it pauses and then it shows you because, like, that moment of anticipation is what you're addicted to. Oh, my God. That's so, so bad. this is the thing about, like, and there was this obviously huge Facebook thing this week with the New York Times and there was this expose about all their dodgy dealings and about how they knew that these, like, the, the report essentially said that they knew um, that these, like, super right-wing sites were targeting voters in the U.S. in the U.S. election and that there was potentially Russian interference and that they were so worried about not looking like they were left pro-Clinton-leaning as a company that they didn't do anything about it and covered it up. They kind of just turned mm. a blind eye to it. And it's like... This is the thing with phone addiction is that I think everyone takes on such a personal like I'm addicted to my phone because like I'm weak and I'm a bad person and I should be out in the sunshine and I suck and I'm going to be better. Whereas it's like these companies are literally like psychologically manipulating you to be addicted to Mm. your phone. Like this is beyond like your cognitive rationality. Like they're tricking your brain into obsessing over fucking Mm. Instagram likes. So yeah. I feel like I'm always tempted to, like, have a takeaway. From the thing? Yeah. Oh, so basically we said. But just, like, it's like what – don't feel bad about going <laughs> on your phone all the time because you're – No. But but be aware of the fact that – They're making you addicted. It's even like the – I don't know, like, a girl I know posted a thing the other we, day. We literally said this episode – don't worry if you do nothing and don't believe people who say they get up and do yoga and like work out and then we see don't worry if you're on your phone all the time life that you want to lead like if it is amazing oh yeah oh my god like perfect like you definitely be happier than we are but like if you're not (laughs) you'll be fitter if that's not your own personality just don't feel bad because you don't like have an epsom salts bath in the morning i've never had an epsom salts bath i I have but i'm just like just why what i'll have some well the the point is that you exercise really hard and the epsom salts like relaxes your muscles whenever you ever exercise i'll I'll just have them when i haven't exercised because i'm like this is what phoebe tonkin does i can't believe you exercising like when you uh, once upon a time tom you went to the gym and ran exercise with a yeah, I can't, but I can't believe you ever went to the gym and ran on a treadmill. It's just so like off-brand. I you. actually love running. Like I like fantasize about it, and then I'm just like, I just can't be bothered going. <laughs> but it just like I just love being like because I've got like quite long limbs. Like I just love being in motion. <laughs> oh my god! But I'm I terrible. just think of you as being Phoebe from Friends running around Central Park. Mm. That's yeah. It's not. It's not like very cool or like coordinated, but I no. just like it. It just like pounds out the. Mm pent-up energy i hate running i like it's only exercise i like is running yeah anyway so the takeaways that don't worry if you don't do anything and are on your phone all the time <laughs> yes and um if you're on your phone all the time it's probably not your fault <laughs> yeah but i'm blame zuckerberg 
But I'm going to take on your point of putting my phone away on the weekends. Yeah, you just don't notice it. Yeah. Once it's not there, you literally just don't notice. It's really nice to go to breakfast and just not have the phone there. You just mm. don't notice it. I just lock it away. I know, because my, like, I think, I think with my anxiety as well is I always think, like, something I need to be on because something's going to happen. Yeah, but well, it, like, but then you always yeah, work, yeah, but, but then you always does. get back to your phone and fucking it's fine. Like no one notices if you don't post on Instagram for the day on no. work. Yeah, not personal work. Yeah, I personal. Like, I'd have to, fans yeah. <laughs> banging down my door. <sighs> Jokes. My mum's sometimes like, why haven't you posted on Facebook? On Facebook? Oh, she doesn't know how to work Instagram. Don't know. Mm. None of us are on Facebook. I haven't anymore. heard from her a while about the podcast either, so that's oh, dropped off. Mum. Okay, shall we go get dumplings? We're going to go get dumplings. We love you all. Rate, <laughs> subscribe, and review. Yeah. You know what? Zach did a review like a week ago and it hasn't come up. I so. know. I think sometimes they don't. Donna said she know. tried to review. Really? Yeah. But I think it's literally it just either takes ages or like they have to do it more than once. It's so weird. So um, thank you. It's really nice to hear when you like what we talk about. I had a girl message me the other day and say, um, I love how your podcasts are so organic and they don't sound scripted and like a lot of <laughs> other podcasts. Definitely not. And yeah. it's because they're not. I was trying to research this one 10 minutes before we started. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.